strong. All right, back in the day, boys, when I was when I was a young fella after sport, I used to love getting a bowl of Powerade, right? Used to go and the, get the the blue, the red, even a couple of greens and some special promotion. But I tell you what, my favourite Powerade was, and that was the Wallaby Gold Rush. And I tell you what, boys, the last few days, the Australian Olympic team has been sculling the Gold Rush by the litre. It's just raining gold in Tokyo, boys. And uh, what about that for an intro? That's some of your finest, I reckon. Welcome back to the podcast. I did wonder what tangent you were on there, Rob, but you did bring it back quite <laughs> nicely, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I spent, uh, I spent about 10 minutes on that one. So, mate, I'm, I've, the Olympic fever has obviously caught up and I won't be getting an immunisation for it because I love it, mate. I just, I just love it. I can't get enough of it at the moment, Damo. You've gone full nuffy, mate. Like some of the group chat messages you're sending through are just off the charts, aren't they, Shawnee? Yeah, I'm a bit concerned when the Olympics do end what Rob's actually going to do with himself. I think he might be, <laughs> be going through a bit of an ex- existential crisis and we might have to check in on him, I think, Damo. Well, yeah. so speaking of checking in, thanks for jumping on, Sean. We, uh, we thought that you didn't exist anymore, actually, because uh, me and Damo have been doing this you know, sing- almost single-handedly, doing yeah, the no, heavy no, lifting, so to speak, no, this podcast. No worries, Rob. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, I um, unfortunately, the uh, the uni and the work have gotten in the way and I haven't been able to watch as much of the Olympics as I would have liked. So I don't know how much I would have been able to offer in your little chats there. So that was good, though. Mate, that, I, didn't, that, that didn't stop Jess Fox, though, did it? What? Like she, uh, she, she's, she's bilingual. She, ju- she juggles uni and, and rowing and stuff. And she won a gold medal, mate. You can't even jump on for a 20-minute shit talk. Yeah, well, mate, when, when you're being pulled in all these different directions, mate, there's only so many things you can do. Well done to Jess, though. She did well. Hey, Rob, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to jump on a Zoom when you're in a bloody Russian gulag when he repatriated from Russia. <laughs> Shawnee went MIA. He boycotted mate, Australia. And can we just say, and not, we can't say Russia because they're not allowed to compete under the Russian flag. It's the Russian Olympic Committee that Sean was a part of, actually, down in Pakenham. So we just want to stress that. And, uh, and also... He does uh, have good access to the uh, jabs down there that they use, the old Russian Olympic Committee. <laughs> it does, does he? Does he? <laughs> oh, boy, there might be more to come on that, I reckon. <laughs> we might have to oh, get a piss good. test for old Shawnee. All right, so now I think it's, it's, there's been a lot to go through since Damon and I's last episode. There's been a lot of performances and it's been a bit of a roller coaster actually, because there's been a lot of highs and there's been a couple of lows as well. So... I reckon if we just go through a bit of a nice, clean snapshot, just go bang, 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 bang through all the highlights of the last few days, Sean. So do you want to kick us off, mate? What's been your highlight, mate? Uh, well, my my lock for a gold medal was Jess Fox. And oh, when she oh, heartbreakingly hey. got the bronze in the, uh, the K1, hitting that second to last gate, I was a bit nervous going in because I wasn't sure what the punishment was going to be. But good to see in the canoe, she was able to get the, the gold and she absolutely smashed it. So that was probably my highlight the last couple of days. How about the old man on commentary? How composed was he? Yes. Like, imagine yeah. imagine if you were watching your daughter go for the gold medal yeah. and you know she's going to get it and he's just a oh, great puddler, great person. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you'd be going yeah. nuts like Titmus's coach if it was me. yeah. Right, 100%. I was thinking the same thing. He was so stoic and just measured in whatever he was saying. 
was unbelievable. And it is it is funny though how Sean makes an appearance after Jess has won the gold, but we didn't see him after the the kayak performance, which is interesting in itself. I think he'd actually signed his release clause from Triax, the business. Oh, um, oh, he was jumping ship. He didn't want the punishment. Was that on the back of his uh, podcast episode, his debut, was it? On a forum, another forum, was it? <laughs> yeah, jumping ship. Absolutely. Now, there's also uh, another thing with Jess Fox was, Damo, you brought her up in the previous podcast about a platinum medal. And Jess Fox did actually win a platinum medal. Do you want to explain what that means and why that's so important? Yeah, so Rob's really infatuated with any time an Aussie knocks off a POM or an American. So yes. in our last podcast, if you haven't, go back and have a listen to it. Um, I brought up the idea of a platinum medal. So this is when an Aussie knocks off a POM or an American and they win a medal. It should be deemed as a platinum medal because it's just that little bit higher than a gold. It just feels Absolutely. that a bit better. I reckon that might catch on because I reckon a lot of Aussies will jump behind that because it's a big feat. So Jess has won one and I think we'll go we'll go a recap. We'll, we'll go through a recap towards the end of the Olympics of the platinum medals, but that's one of the sweetest ones at the moment. So well done to Jess. All right, so moving on from Jess Fox's gold medal, the next highlight that we've had from the last few days, which actually happened last night, boys, and even Rob, who I don't think watches a whole lot of soccer in no. his time, said no. it was an absolute cracker of a game. And this is probably another platinum medal, actually, leading on from that. So yes. the Matildas knocked off the Poms 4-3. Well, not just the Poms, Great Britain. So really, they beat yes. four countries in one hit. So that's <laughs> that really is a platinum medal. Yeah, so 4-3 in extra time. We equalised. So we're 2-1 yes. down in normal time. We equalised in the 88th minute. Sam Kerr, Captain Courageous, bangs one in. Get to extra time. Cop an atrocious call from the referee, uh, a penalty against us. Tegan Micah, the girl from Moe, bang, saves the penalty. (laughs) Down the other end, bang one in, 3-2. Then Sam Kerr gets another one, 4-2, and we hang on for the 4-3 win. What a a performance. Absolutely. And I just love, Sean, how quickly Damo took (laughs) to put Moe in after Tegan Micah. He would have beaten Usain Bolt, Johan Blake, in, in terms of getting a hundred meter equivalent of dropping the Maui bomb, then just make it all in bed himself, Damo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's close to home. Shit, my old man coached her in the mini ruse, so you know there's a bit of a you know close to home moment there. I'll tell you what. Luckily, luckily, Tegan didn't drop the ball as quickly as you dropped that name. Then Damo, that's all I'll say. I reckon. But the yeah. uh, the the strike from Mary Fowler. I remember when Fowler came on. I, I can't remember who was commentating, but they said that how. She sort of had those mercurial talents about, you know, striking and, and, and basically putting her foot through it and albeit with a deflection, went in the back of the net. So, mate, that was an outstanding game to watch. Like, that was absolutely riveting, women's football. So, outstanding. Yeah. Uh, off the back of that nil-all draw that we spoke about, that was probably oh. one of the most boring games. It's gone complete polar opposite there. We've gone from yeah. that to this absolute cracker of a game. And, we're a red-hot chance. We get two cracks at a medal now, so a fantastic opportunity for the Matildas. Yeah, big game against Sweden. Who they they dropped, to, dropped the game to a few days ago, didn't they? Yeah, 4-2 loss. Yeah. Bit of redemption, hopefully. Well, then, also in the previous podcast, Damo spoke about excess baggage, and we might also <laughs> have another, another category at the end for our Olympics wrap in terms of the people who are taking home the most medals 
And I think you'd have to add Emma McKeon to that list. She might be top of the list at the moment, I'd say, after her performance in the 100 free boys. Another clinical performance from the Swiss Army knife of the Australian swim team. Yeah, she smashed it, Emma. And Kate Campbell as well in that in that race. She just got into, into bronze. She almost had the silver, I reckon, but just dropped off at the end. But Emma's been doing very well in the 50-meter freestyle coming up. Um, they're doing the semifinals today, actually. That's That should be coming up shortly, but... Potentially another chance for another medal there. Yeah, the tally just keeps building, doesn't it, in the pool? Like we said, the, the pool really is our domain and we've absolutely cleaned up at these um, Olympics in the pool. I think this is probably the best in terms of what we've done for a while. Surely Athens would be, in terms of pool dominance, I'd say Athens would be the next best, I reckon, and then Sydney before that, obviously. But you're right, Damon, just the execution of some of these swimmers has been outstanding. Like You talk about, from a performance side of you, how they still manage to turn up and do the job. Like I know they're, they're swim, basically swimming finals when they should be swimming heats to fit in with the, obviously the TV broadcast, but the way they be able to, they have been able to get the job done. I think it's been pretty good for their execution. So congrats to them from a purely performance talk. Yeah. And it's been mainly the females, but probably our next couple of points here. So the boys have actually chipped in quite well as well. So yep. Zach Stubbley cook, Rob, you reckon he came home like Chautauqua? I mean, Absolutely. 200 meters the there. Great flash, mate. He did. At the turn, final turn had a lot to do, and he came flying home to win there. So that was fantastic to watch. And the other bloke, Kyle Chalmers, absolute trooper. The bloke had heart surgery seven months ago. Mm. Wouldn't have made the Olympics if it was in 2020, and he's come out and swam a PB in an Olympic final in the 100 free and just missed out 600th of a second which is a fantastic effort. And if you watch the broadcast, was pretty happy with yeah. himself too, which it would be. That's a, absolutely. That's a very gallant silver medal. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. And he just flew, basically did it at both ends. And I think what this disadvantage he spoke about, or I spoke about was because he was in lane seven, he couldn't actually see where Caleb Dressel was. And so he was just basically head down swimming for it. So, yeah, it was pretty good. It was, it was outstanding. I would have loved Matt Hill to commentate both of those Swim, uh, swim performances, particularly from Stubblety Cook, particularly when when he just the last fifty when he just came home sort of Chautauqua Hong Kong style, just flew down the outside. So, mate, outstanding performances from from the males there. Any thoughts there, Shawnee? Yeah, that no, was good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> Hello, Shawnee. Yeah, there. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, but I was actually just watching the fifty meter heat before when you when you boys are talking. Yeah. About. Oh, how are you? Well, what's the next point, Shawnee? You got anything you want to contribute in terms of? Um, uh, what what have you watched of, at these Olympics? Yeah, Shawnee? have you watched any these Olympics, Shawnee? Oh, mate, not much to be honest. I'm. I've tuned into a bit of the athletics last night. I saw about extra time in the soccer, bit of swimming here and there. What did I say? The four by two hundred men's free. I reckon I yep. saw that. Which will they get bronze in that one? Yep. Uh, Kyle yeah. Chalmers again. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot to be honest. As I said, not not as much as I would have liked. But well, what do you think the about weekend. the hockey teams? What do you think about the, the men's and women's hockey teams? How do you reckon they're going, like, Shawnee? Yeah, pretty good. Well, the men's they they had a draw against Spain, didn't they? Yeah, they drew, yeah. But they're still on top of the group. So that's uh, a good seeding for them going into the, the knockout quarterfinals. And then the women as well also, I believe, undefeated too. So I think they're both going pretty well. Like it's um, Yeah, should be a medal, pretty good result for both of them. Medal chance in for both men's and women's, hopefully. Just don't let Dalvesy put the bloody curse on them. 
He's put the moz on a few people so far, calling, <laughs> calling, going the early crow, and then we've missed out on the medal. So, Dalsy, just just stay away from it. Just say the hockey teams are doing well, but not not quite sure about the medal hopes. Well, I think we will touch on why I put the curse on it, and that was due to the women's 4 by 200 men freestyle, which I thought was the biggest gold medal lock of the Olympics for Australia. And I was proven incorrect by the Chinese and the Americans. So we'll touch on that a bit later on. But if we can continue on the, the current three we're going for, and that's uh, Pat Tiernan last night in the men's 10K, was basically in the leading group for probably, I'd say, until the last lap, until yeah, the last lap, yeah. yeah, okay, nine and a half k in, and mate, he gave his absolute all, and unfortunately, gave or got to the point where he was just on basically redlining himself, and and stumbled in the last play hundred to go. So it was it was a pretty ins- like inspirational performance, I reckon. Seeing a guy push himself to that limit was was pretty outstanding. I thought. Yeah, like he was up with them when they went through for the bell and then yeah, he was out of picture and then it wasn't until you sort of watched the replay that he actually fell over a couple of times, probably about yeah. 200 metres into that, that last lap and then coming down the the straight, it, he got the wobbles up as well. So he's he's hit the wall there really, which you don't mm. see too often in those sort of events. It's more the marathon when you're going a bit longer, but yeah, he's clearly absolutely gassed himself. And I think he's backing up in an event today as well, which is yeah, the five pretty day. Like Pretty that, amazing, yeah. but yeah, he he was with some of the best runners in the world yeah. for you know nineteen laps or whatever it is. So he's absolutely mm. smashed it there, Patty. What so, Sean? What do you think in terms of performance limiting? What do you reckon would be performance limiting about that ten k for him? Like, what do you reckon the point was where that caused him to collapse? Do you reckon is it the heat and humidity that drives you to a quicker state of fatigue and, and metabolic byproduct build up because obviously within a marathon we know that when you hit the wall in marathons when you start using fats as an energy source like what do you reckon would be the main contributor there yeah i think well as you mentioned rob anytime there's like the heat and the humidity mm. that that leads you to fatigue at an earlier point than what it normally would and i think as well when you are fatigued that's when you see a bit a little bit of your running technique break down and yeah, i think that's yeah. where you might have seen him stumble a little bit and you sort of don't get that foot through as much and you sort of catch the ground a little bit. And then as soon as that happens once, you're a little bit shot, to be honest. So that's probably probably the main thing. Yeah, absolutely right, Sean. But obviously don't take anything away from, from past performance in the 10K because I think he ran about 28 and a half minutes for 10 kilometers, which is just absolutely unbelievable. So congrats oh, to him and, uh, and further success awaits him, hopefully. As I said in the in the group chat last night, it's so deceiving yeah. how quick those blokes are actually running. Like it looks like oh, they're, just, yeah. they're just jogging, yeah. but they are flying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. If mate, if they were if they were running past the school zone, mate, the speed camera would flash, <laughs> mate. <laughs> how, about the ta- how, about the, how about the tactics from like Uganda? They sent out a pace. Yeah, pacemaker. Pace <laughs> yeah, pacemaker. I mean, yeah. Imagine going to the Olympics knowing that you're yeah. just yeah. going to run half the race and then pull out and help your teammates. And it didn't end up working for him, but like, yeah. that's, that is ridiculous. He was just running a real hot yeah. pace out the front yeah. and then just, no, I've had enough walked off. So <laughs> very interesting tactics. Yeah, it is fascinating, isn't it? Uh, and then, but also we do have a gold medal in waiting though, Damo, don't we? Now I know with your extensive form analysis of these Olympics, there is a gold medal that basically the bloke just needs to rock up and collect. Is that right? 
That is correct. I did mention it in one of our earlier picks that podcasts that we were looking at the sailing form and that it is a 10 race format. So it was pretty early and I didn't understand the point system, but I went and did my research and Matty Wern in the laser sailing absolutely towed him up. He's had nine races. There's one to go. I think it's tomorrow morning and he's already got gold. Literally just has to rock up, jump in the boat, celebrate. Doesn't even have to finish. He's going to win. Absolutely. Gold medals is. Might, might have a Asahi beer with him, maybe, Damo, in the boat with him. Oh, why not? Uh, few frosts. No, can, mate, that's, a, that's a good effort. Congrats to him. And we've been pretty good in sailing historically, haven't we? Yeah. Always a cheeky chance of a medal in the sailing, the Aussies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now we also want to give a, a, a shout out to another nation who won their first medal in the Olympics. And we're obviously pretty biased towards Australia, but congrats to San Marino, who won a bronze medal in the women's trap final. Uh, yesterday, that before, I'm not quite sure, but Alessandra Pirelli or Pirelli, she uh, she got the job done there with with the gun. So congratulations and, and well done for her. Well done to her for shooting her shot. Yeah, one of the smallest countries in the world there too, Rob. So fantastic effort. I can see Shawnee's got the atlas out, just checking out where San Marino actually is. <laughs> so, uh, he'll be back with us in a second. <laughs> Shawnee thinks that's on the way to Phillip Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good gag. If you're Victorian, you'll probably get that. So well done, Rob. All right, boys. Now, we've spoken about the, the positive things that have, have come out the last few days since Damon and I's last podcast. What about some of the, the disappointments or the heartbreak that we've witnessed over the Olympics in the last couple of days? Is there any that have kept you up at night? Because I know there's one in particular for me. But is there anything, anything for you blokes that have you know, just tugged at the heartstrings a bit? Well, I think one that you put the mods on, mate, the uh, 4 by 200 oh. freestyle on the women's, the group chat and our personal <laughs> chat, Rob, was that they were going to win by... You, you said five lengths they were going to win by. And I was <laughs> like, oh, look, look, they, they are they look in a good position, but I'm not sure about five lengths. And then yeah. bronze medal. So what, what went wrong there, Rob? Oh, I don't know. The, I, I will admit what I said in that group chat was this would be a how far job as in how far they would win by rather than if they would win. And probably when Titmus didn't establish a big of a lead as what I expected, I thought, oh, geez, we're in trouble here. And sure enough, we just, we held on for bronze, which was a really good result. But yeah, the Chinese and, and the United States just did a number on us really. And unfortunately, we couldn't, uh, couldn't bank that gold medal. Do you think the tactics were a little bit off? Do you, would you yeah, have liked to have seen Titmus go last because yeah. she's so good at catching? Yeah, it's interesting. And I remember in the group chat as well, and this is how much I've jumped on the Olympic bandwagon, is that I actually sent a 4 by 200 meter gold-winning relay team. I think it was from the, the Sydney Olympics where it was like Thorpe, Klim, and, and a few others there. And they won by a ridiculous amount. And they, they won sent by half Thorpe, a pool. Well, yeah, half a pool. There you go. And, Klim and Thorpe went first. So that, that were, they were the two stronger swimmers. And then, like, which was similar to how our girls operated the, the 4 by 2 a couple of days ago. So I'm not sure. I think if it works, you look like a genius. And if it doesn't, then you look like uh, not a genius. I mean, speaking, face, of, tactics, speaking mm. of tactics, we just uh, watched the, the mixed relay there and there's a bit of discussion around the tactics there that's that's one where in the relay it really matters where you put your swimmers the countries that put the blokes out first and finished with the women's sort of got into a bit of trouble didn't they as well the the americans really dropped off apparently one of the uh swimmers lost their goggles so 
I'm not sure how, how that happened or how, how she managed <laughs> that, but it was actually a very interesting race to watch. It is. How, like yeah. all of a sudden there'll be teams out in front by a fair margin and then that gets brought back and then how just how the leads change. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. And then I guess it is and about as well the, the tactics, who you who you put where and then which which legs you have, male or female. It's very interesting. There's room for a lot of performance analysis within that event in itself. Because obviously you just got to figure out your four best times for each swimmer, male and female, and work out how to operate them to get that best time. So there's a lot, I love the the tactics is what makes that race what it is and, and the spectacle of it's quite outstanding. So I hope they keep going with that throughout the Olympic program. Because to be honest, I reckon it's probably the most entertaining event to watch. Yeah. Regardless of your nationality or where your allegiance is lie. So yeah, I reckon and yeah, it's a good it's a good basically a game of swimming chess, I reckon. So not bad. Yeah. Because you're not just jumping in the pool and swimming as fast as you can, eh? Yeah. It's sort of like a mm. As a viewer, anyway, there's there's all those different elements to it to uh, consider. Yeah, in a sport where you're used to the people that are in front are gonna shit it in, whereas like yeah. like we said, the ones that were in front actually got caught because they start off with the two men and then got yeah. caught. And like, it's like, like I said, like that freestyle is yeah. such a big difference between the times for the male and the female, so you can catch up four or five seconds on the last leg depending on who you've got. So yeah, very interesting. It's 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 like the equivalent of starting in lane eight in the athletics track, and then the next time you start in lane one, and so it's like this big pendulum essentially. So, yeah, it's a, it's a riveting event, and I hope they go on with it. All right, so if we continue on the disappointment though, and congrats to the Aussies who won the bronze in that in that mixed relay as well, well done to them. But the basketball we've taken a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a hit with in terms of where we're going, and I know Damo is probably not the best basketball expert out there, but the Opals lost again to China in pretty heartbreaking circumstances. And the men have also lost Aaron Baines for the duration of the, to- the tournament, which I believe was due to some sort of bathroom incident. That's what they're calling. So I'm not really sure what that means, but Shawnee, it's, it's interesting times in the, for the basketball programs at the moment. Yeah. The Opals got done by Belgium pretty well. It was tight up until the third quarter. Yeah. And then yeah. the fourth quarter, they just blew them out of the water. <laughs> which is unfortunate. And then, um, yeah, up against China last night and it was sort of back and forth. China would get a lead, then the Opals would bring it back. And then, yeah, down to that last minute, unfortunately, the um, ref called a foul and China sunk the, went to the line and sunk free throws to to get them over, to get them the win. So that was disappointing and looks like they, um, the Opals won't be a medal chance or they're they're pretty much out of the medal running now, aren't they? Yeah, it's yeah, in so. other results. It's dependent on, and they got to win the last game. So, um, you boys are the basketball expert experts. But do you think what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Has um, sort of <laughs> done something to this the, the makeup of the Opals? Do you think there's something hanging around there that's sort of hindering their performance still? Well, I guess you don't know if you're not in that environment. But obviously, not having a six foot something gun center doesn't help. Their, their chances so that's probably obviously has hurt a little bit but I guess without maybe international competition for a while as well that might be part of it too I'm not sure Sean what do you reckon yeah I guess it's probably not the ideal um, preparation just from like a mental standpoint when you've got all those distractions going in yeah. to what's arguably the biggest biggest event in um, what of like a lot of their lives the, the players yeah um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's playing a part. 
but it's hard hard to tell. Yeah, it is. Hopefully, but having said that, though, if they can get themselves into the knockout portion of the tournament, which I'm not sure whether they can or not, then you still can't write them off as well. Yeah, Yeah, they've shown they're still a good team. So, yeah, it's still possible. So, fingers crossed for them. But I think a lot of things have to go their way. Um, In terms of Aaron Baines, it's bringing back a lot of memories of old Luke Pommers back, how he got his debut in the 2020 cricket. Oh, oh, Brad Brad Hodge slipped in the bathroom. I mean, can you think of any other incidents where someone slipped in the bathroom and and missed a game or or the whole tournament? Uh, No, I can't, but it is an interesting story, isn't it? Yeah, it's... Got a bit of Jordan Jordan DeGoey got bit by his dog. Oh, come on, I think. You can't be casting aspersions like that. Well, it actually, over in England, Ben Folks, the wicketkeeper, he actually did it as well in a county game. He was getting changed after a shower and tore his hamstring off the bone and missed the most recent test series. So if you are in the change rooms, just be careful, you know, make sure you dry the floor before you do anything. It seems like it's a bit of an injury risk at the moment in world sport. Yeah, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a worry with, with Baines going down, I reckon, because there was a bit of talk going into the Olympics. Uh, the boomers probably went in a bit small with their squad. Mm. Yeah, I agree because Baines is that you know that banger inside, and obviously you know the back to the basket, ready bound sort of game. But there is one bloke that you should look out for now, and that is uh, Reese for the Boomers. So he's a former LSU player. I think he's recently signed for Illawarra and NBL. Good rangey sort of centre with a bit of range in terms of his shot as well. So I reckon it might be a blessing in disguise for him and maybe the Boomers as well. But we'll see on that. Fingers crossed. Who they got? Tonight, Germany, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Germany. So they should uh, they should probably win that one. That would be the easiest game on paper of their tournament so far. So hopefully they can uh, do a number of them and build some form going into the quarterfinals. All right, so moving on to our final point on the dis- disappointment <laughs> and heartbreak now. Shawnee and I are just going to not even talk here, Rob. This is all yours, mate. The tennis front, <laughs> it's been killing you the entire Olympics uh, and heartbreak again for you, mate, last night. So like all good first loves, Damo, they eventually come to an end. And tennis was my first love of sport in any, like, yeah, growing up. And and I just wanted more than anything to win a tennis medal in, in these Olympics. And it was cruelly taken away from me in a, in a match tiebreak with the women's doubles with, with Barty and, and uh, Storm Sanders. And it is hanging by a thread in the mixed doubles after the Australians were cruelly defeated yesterday by the Russian Olympic Committee in the mixed semifinals in another match tiebreak. So the group chat was was pretty down, I reckon, around about 7.30 last night. And it took the Matilda's performance to lift me because I was down the dumps when the Russians knocked us off 13-11 in that mixed semifinal, which would have assured us of at, least, of at least a silver. And I don't really know what else to say about it without getting too emotional, but it was one of those agony and ecstasy type moments of the Olympics that I haven't, had since Jane Savile got disqualified in the 2000 race walk. When you were five years old. Oh, mate, well, it's clearly had an impact if I remember it this long. And, and as you'll see, we have named a particular Triax Award after Jane that we'll talk about in due course. But the task doesn't get much tougher, though, for the Australians because they now play Novak for a bronze medal in the mixed doubles to be decided this afternoon. And I won't watch that match because I can't. <laughs> um, my, mental, my mental health won't let me do it. And... Yeah, good luck to him, but I can't watch. Rob's reaction to the Australian tennis, not sort of fail. I don't want to say failing because, like, 
they're still still in line to get one medal. But Rob's reaction there, saying that he can't watch the match, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of 2015. We went to the elimination final, the Western Bulldogs versus Adelaide, and they lost in Bulldogs as a diehard Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, Rob was very emotional. They lost in that last sort of 10 minutes, I reckon, five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Sort of went Adelaide's way. And Rob pretty much cracked the wobblies, was very emotional. He said, I'm so sick of this feeling. I'm sick of this. Can't do it anymore. And then the very next year, Rob, what happened? Dogs won the grand final. So maybe there is light at the end of the tunnel, my friend. I mean, we're, we're not an absolute powerhouse of tennis by any means. Uh, I think the expectation that we were going to bring home a bag of medals was probably a bit high. But obviously, Barty is number one and John Pierce is a pretty good doubles player. But I think you, you have set the bar a little bit high. And I, I have heard that he's putting through his paperwork to just jump on the bandwagon with New Zealand, seeing as they won a medal in the men's doubles. They did, yes. They sure did. Which is congrats to them. That's a good. That's a good win. To win a bronze in, in the in bronze medal, bronze medal playoffs, very good. So, congrats to them across the ditch. Well done. So, that's good. But I don't like historically we are a tennis nation though, and our historical records and achievements individually are probably some of the finest in the world. So that's what I think gets me is that, you know, like we could have the ability to win to win medals, and I don't know. I think I was just a bit off the sport when we got done in a, in a match tiebreak, and you know it's. Yeah. It's a bit disappointing. I don't, I don't have much else to say, to be honest. So we'll just go from there. To finish off and throughout the rest of the Olympics, we've got a few different leaderboards and, and rankings of athlete performances, particularly from an Australian point of view, that I'd like to introduce. And the first one we have is the Farlap leaderboard. Now, the Farlap one is based on the size of someone's ticker, so their heart, and basically giving hearty and, and great performances, but without necessarily getting a medal. So I think it's an interesting one. And and one that I think might be a bit appropriate. So, boys, do you want to give the top three we have for that at the moment? So maybe if you boys take it in turns as to who we have. Yeah, so choice number one is uh, Sally Fitzgibbons in surfing. Absolute patriot and so passionate about representing Australia. So that was fan- fantastic to see. Yeah, and I think the reason why she got on there, Damon, was purely because of her inspirational sort of speech that she gave after it and, and really wearing her heart on her sleeve for the country. So congrats to her. The next one we have is Sky Nicholson. And this was a this was a good one in terms of how much ticker that she had in her boxing bout the quarterfinals. Cruelly got defeated in narrow circumstances and and just just couldn't attain the medal that she deeply desired and everyone else wanted to win. But uh, we give her a massive pat on the back and, and a rightful spot on the far up leaderboard. And then we have Patrick Tiernan, who we spoke about before, was was going quite well in the in the 10K run. And that last lap, unfortunately, gave it his all and it got to the point where he was pretty much on his last leg. So, yeah, well done to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that may change throughout the course of the uh, the course of the next week or two, but we'll see how we go. I've, and then the next I've one. I've got oh, I've got on. one off the list as well. Oh, hang on. Um, we haven't, yeah, I'm going off off script here. Saya Sakaya. Barra in oh, the BMX, yes. yeah. I want to yep. nominate her for the, the Farlap Award. A real nice story there. Brother had a stack and, and he's had some difficulties after that and was meant to come to the Olympics as well. She made it into the final and had a, a shocking stack, but she's all right now. So for a strong, hearty performance, mm. she's all good now, but I want to add her to the list as well for the Farlap. Here, here, Damo. 
Here, here, that's very good. What we might do in typical boxing fashion, we might put Sire and Sky on the bronze medal dais. Um, so there might be a nice four worthy competitors there. Now, the next one is my personal favourite, and that is the Ted Witten leaderboard. So if you've ever heard of Ted Witten, you'll know his famous catch cry was, we stuck it right up him. Or if we want to get really into it, you stuck it right up him. That's what you did. You stuck it right up him. After a Victorian performance. And so this one, I reckon, is a bit more cut and dry. So number one, we have Ariane Titmus, who has knocked off the queen of the American swimming pool twice out of three times. So congrats to her. That was huge. Second nomination is Jess Fox. Now, I think this one's in there more because she knocked off a pom to win the, yes. the canoe yep. one. Um, so yep. Rob's distaste for the poms and the Americans has really come through <laughs> here in this board. So Jess is uh, nominee number two. And more, and more sticking it up to the poms as, as Rob loves the uh, Matildas knocking them off 4-3 last night in the soccer. Yep, great performance. And can I also mention, I do actually hold a British passport as well. <laughs> which is even more funny and ironic, but, you know, stuck it right up. So one under those three, and hopefully there'll be some uh, more additions to that later on. And the last one we have is the Jane Savile Heartbreak Leaderboard, which, again, is based off the atrocity that occurred in the Sydney Olympics where Jane Savile was cruelly disqualified, denying a certain gold medal leading into the stadium at the end of the race walk. So if you want to tear up, don't watch The Notebook, watch the end of that race on YouTube. <laughs> Number one, Ash, Ash Barty and John Pierce lost the semi in a match tiebreak. That, to me, is the cruelest of all and, and robbed us of at least a silver. So hopefully they can get the job done in the bronze, but that was number one for me. Yeah, and then the, the Opals as well, which, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's heartbreaking the way they perform. It's more disappointing, but I suppose their, their loss last night to China was pretty heartbreaking considering mm. they came yes. back. You're hoping they'd get over the line and um, unfortunately right in the very last seconds lost the game. Yep. And then our third nom- nominee, we're going a little left field, which we know I love to do. We're into the women's trap shooting. Letitia Scanlon had an opportunity for bronze. She had to hit her last target, unfortunately missed it and then missed out on mm. the bronze medal. That was absolute heartbreak. It was there. The medal was hanging right in front of her. And, and she was, just missed it. And the worst part is, Damo, so if you watch the women's trap, they sort of get knocked out one by one as they go around the different... Like they have 40 different rounds or 40 shots or whatever it is, and they get knocked out one by one. Then after you get knocked out, you've got to sit behind the rest of the competitors and watch to the finish. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It's like losing a game of musical chairs. Like, you sit, like you're out, and that's it. And then you just sit there and watch the rest of it. So Sit, it, sit yeah, on it the pretty... sidelines in a game of dodgeball, just waiting, waiting yes. for what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty. I, that was pretty tough to watch. I think that one stings a little bit more as well because I do believe it was an American that got the bronze mm. medal as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, oh, we will yes. put this up on the social media and allow yeah. our fans to actually vote on this one. So yeah. none of these are locked in as confirmed uh, gold, silver, or bronze. Your votes will determine where we are with these leaderboards. Beautiful. And if you can leave a comment or any suggestions as well as to where we've slipped up, then. That'd be great and tag Sean in as well because he's put a lot of work into this. So that'd be yeah, good. Yeah, we don't want any Aaron Baines moments there slipping up. So <laughs> um, get on top of us. Make sure we're on track here at Triax. Which is fitting because Sean spends a lot of time in the bathroom doing his hair. So with a lot of product in the hair with Sean. He would use as much hair product as weightlifters use the, uh, use the powder. Hopefully some more gold medal performances to come, boys, in the next few days and and hopefully we can come back with a, another co- a comprehensive and thorough review as we've done today. So thanks very much, boys. 
Appreciate yeah, it. Get, get your form guides out for the athletics, mate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Sean. Thanks very much for jumping on, Sean. It's always a pleasure to have you on, mate. Yeah, no worries, boys. Good to be here. Good to chat. Welcome and is there any, the any, any, uh, any external podcast you're on, Sean, that you want to plug as well, or you're okay? No, there's not, mate. But it's funny that you keep bringing this up because, Rob, you appeared on the very same podcast. I don't know how you fa- throwing bar- barbs at me. Thanks, Sean. We'll, we'll keep a lookout for that one and uh, we'll, we'll tag the show notes in the description as well. So uh, thanks very much. That's all we have time for the, tri- the Trikes Performance Podcast and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> We've got to make this boxing match happen. 